welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. We know that you have limited time, energy, and resources just like I've got, just like anybody else. So when you give it to us, we are grateful. Today, I want to talk uh, a little bit about tribal loyalty. Uh, I'm going to start by telling you a story. So hang in there with me. If story time is not your thing, uh, you know, fast forward it. Um, But this story is actually a really interesting story. The uh, the experiment went something like this. Uh, This is not going to be an exact uh, recollection, uh, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, I did not want to repurchase this article uh, that was given to me in grad school, and I tried tracking it down because I know I have a copy of it somewhere from when I had printed it before. But it goes something like this. On a college campus, they ran an experiment. This is a legitimate experiment. Uh, And in the experiment, uh, what they did was they they sent somebody out with a, a jersey from that college, uh, you know, and they had them, you know, take a kneel, uh, at, you know, out around the campus somewhere and, and act like they were, they were hurt, um, not seriously hurt, but they were hurt. And what they found was that, uh, super quick people would come over and help them. And then they took the same people in a different experiment and I believe it was the same people. And what they did was they put a different college jersey on them. So they were wearing a sweatshirt or something that identified them as a rivalry college. Well, funny thing happened. People stopped helping them. Now, you might be thinking, that's ridiculous. I mean, if somebody's hurt, they're hurt. Go help them. But we don't function like that. That's not reality. Unfortunately, it is for some people. I mean, eventually somebody would come along and be helpful to them. But understand that first barrier they had to get through was, this is somebody from a rival college. Now, were they truly from a rival college? No, but they responded as though they were. And that's a problem because... The article, the, I, I was able to, to, to get the, uh, the title of the article, Identity and Emergency Intervention, How Social Group Membership and Inclusiveness of Group Boundaries Shape Helping Behavior. That's a big title. But it basically, when we summarize it, it says, if you don't perceive them as one of your own, you are less likely to help. At the end of the day, that sucks. That tribal loyalty to the, to the point that you would, and not only that, but in, in, they did two different experiments. In one of the experiments, they were actually harassed for being hurt when they had the rival jersey on. They were harassed. They were bothered. They were made fun of and mocked 
just because they had a rival jersey. Now, I, I'm not saying rivalries are all bad. They're not all bad. You know, in terms of uh, uh, you know sports, it's kind of fun. It's entertaining. It's energizing to have a rivalry. But not at the risk of our own moral structures. We're going to hurt somebody who was hurt already. That doesn't seem like good uh, behavior. Matter of fact, it seems quite the opposite. And yet, that's what happens when we have these exclusive groupings. Groupings like Bama. All of you out there are going, Bama? Oh my gosh, I didn't go to Alabama. How about, uh, for me, I'll use one of mine. Beavers. Right? Some of you out there who listen to this are probably going, yeah, beavers. And others are going, no, ducks, ducks all the way. Those rivalries are real and they can cause us to lose track of who we are. Where else does this impact you? Well, this impacts you in politics. It impacts you in media. Advertisement? Think about it. They're appealing to you Somehow, some way. They're using this research against you. They are. They absolutely are. Politicians are using this research against you. They are taking advantage of a weakness that you have. And that weakness is that you want to belong. You perceive yourself as belonging. And you will kick someone when, there is, when they are down if they are the rival. Enter Democrats, Republicans right here. To me, that's sad. Uh, those of you who have listened to my podcast in the past, you know that is not my stance. I, I, there's, a, there's a better way. And why does this matter right now? <laughs> because we voted and the results are in. They're coming in. And at the end of the day, you've got to decide, are you going to kick somebody when they're down? Right? We need to find ways to live different than that. That tribal unity can be really powerfully good when it's foundation, when it's anchored, when it's centered on some good, healthy, moral structures. And when it's not, it's terribly unhealthy. So in the aftermath of all of this voting, knowing that our tendency, our human tendency is so tribal that we will sometimes even lose track of our own moral standards to make sure that we fit in. You're probably wondering, what do we do? How do we make sure that we don't lose track of our own moral standards and still fit in? That's a tough one. I'm not here to tell you that that one's going to be easy. But right doesn't always equate to easy. Sometimes we do the hard thing because it's the right thing. If somebody is hurt, we come and help because we have the ability plain and simple. 
And that's being forgotten. And it's making me sad. So what I want to do today is give you a, a little bit of a solution. This is, um, this is not going to be a perfect solution, but it's going to be one that po- points you in a much better direction. First, you got to sit down and decide what's truly important to you. For me, it's pretty simple. Uh, my top two, God, family, and friends. As I was growing up, I had some uh, f- disjointed family dynamics, uh, as do many of you out there. Uh, probably, I would even argue to say most of you out there. And the result of that was uh, friends, for me, filled in a lot of those gaps, um, allowed me to get love when I needed love. Uh, yes, you can argue it's not the same. I would even argue that in some ways it's even better because they chose me and I chose them. But on the other side of that, you know, it's not family. Uh, but I put them on that same category. So we've got God at the top, family and friends. This is mine. You do not need to copy mine. Please don't. And then, you know, I've got things like uh, my career calling, uh, my mission. That, that's in that category. And then I've got things like, uh, you know, uh, personal well-being, uh, development, growth, right? Things in that category. So I really only have four. But when I go to make decisions, I see somebody hurt. I'm asking myself, not what would a Democrat do or what would a Republican do? Or because those are my tribes, right? Those are my people. No, I'm asking, how would this be good for God, family, friends, for my calling, my mission, my, my agenda, my, my growth, my own personal development? How is it going to be good for those things? And all of a sudden, my loyalties shift based on what's in front of me because they're based on moral structures. So I set these principles, these priorities, and then I practice living them every day. Now, I am not perfect. I don't get them right all the time, not even close to all the time. But I can tell you that I have approached things like somebody being injured wearing a, uh, a Green Bay Packers jersey differently because I'm a Vikings fan. I would, you know, there was a day when I was young and much dumber than I am now. And I'm not saying I'm that smart, but I was much dumber. Okay. And I would have seen a a Packers jersey and somebody hurt. And I would have been that person who said, oh, looks like the Packer guy fell down. Sucks for you. And I would have walked away. I would have mocked him. I would have like, embarrassing to say that? Yes, absolutely. Was I young and stupid and immature? Yes, I was all of those things. But put it in current context. Current context. You've got people bashing Democrats and bashing Republicans because they didn't win enough or they they won in this place or, gosh, they can't even beat, you know, so-and-so. It's, really? That's no different. That's no different. 0% 0% difference. Don't kick one another. Lift one another. That's, that's what we have to do. And the way to do that, set these principles and priorities. Once you have those set, then the hard work begins. Because then you have to start living them out. Say them all the time. 
all the time. When you're, when you're not saying them, do behaviors that represent them all the time. So you speak it, you, you do it, you teach it, you help other people see it. And at the end, you'll be recognized as one of those rare people who see somebody hurting and you bypass all of those other unnecessary, unimportant signs and you go to help them. Why? Because that's human decency. Nothing more complicated than that. It's human decency. Somebody's hurt. Is there a way for me to help? If there is, let's help. Plain and simple. So in the aftermath of all of this voting and all of this rhetoric that you're hearing, all of these excuses that are being made by Republicans and Democrats about gerrymandering, about, you know, not investing enough money, about, like, you pick it. They're they're excuses. Get with your neighbor who maybe does fall on the other side of the aisle. Take them some barbecue chicken. Who doesn't like barbecue chicken? Okay, there's probably a lot of people. I just I just lost half of my audience because they're vegetarians. Take them some barbecued tofu. Okay, I digress. But you get the point. Find some morals. Cling on to them. Those principles, those those priorities. Prioritize them. Put them in order. God first, family and friends second. Everything else is it's just third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Put them in order. Say them and live them every day. If you do that, I'm telling you, we're going to come out the other side of this and we're going to get closer. We will, we will bring those extremes to their knees, which is what needs to happen. Not literally, but because the power of the middle gets so strong. And it draws them back. We take those far rights and those far lefts and we, we say, hey, look, you can be uniquely you, but understand you want to be part of the tribe. It's that 80 to 90% that's in the middle, not on the ends. We pull them in. Yeah, you may be a rival when it comes to the ballot but we're neighbors. So as a person, I'm going to care for you. And politically, I'm going to vote the different direction than you. So what? So what? Pull them to the middle by living a moral life. I know I'm broken record the last few minutes, but it's so important, so incredibly important. So I thank you for hanging in there with me, letting me get this, partly get this off of my chest because I'm seeing that tribal loyalty thing tearing us apart. We're Americans that believe in a democratic way or a Republican way. So what? I love opposing views because they help keep us balanced if we don't throw hate in there. So let's get that out. I appreciate you listening to me. Uh, Leave comments, stuff like that. uh, And tune in. There'll be more. Thanks. Have a great day.
We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com.